the 49ers versus the Eagles edition of the Diehard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Claim your risk free bet up to $500 over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Bet Rivers at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Bet Rivers. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome, everyone, to the Diehard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And the Eagles do it again. Another amazing victory taking down the Buffalo Bills at home, 37-34 in overtime. I mean, we got Jake Elliott kicking 59 yarders. Jalen Hurts putting up five touchdowns. This was just a crazy weather game. Eagles were down 10. It, um... Yeah, to me, it just shows Jalen Hurts and this team. They find a way to win. Electric, enjoyable. First half, they didn't look great, but I, I knew, I knew they were never going to lose. Rob, how say you on the Eagles? <laughs> That's a good win. Uh, Bills uh, are a good team. Yeah. Rob was Rob was doubting them. Rob, I oh, I'm 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 getting there. Don't don't get <laughs> me wrong. Um, look, I I love the outcome, but again, I I just why are we doing this to ourselves in the first half? Like, where is the offensive game plan? I, I don't understand the play calls. It, it, it's like, we're saying the same thing every single week, you know, the turnovers, it's like Hertz just loves playing from behind to pad those stats. Um, not really. I'm joking, but um, I, I just, I don't understand the slow starts and it's, it's, I mean, that one, we just squeaked out. It's getting tougher and tougher. So we got to figure this out quick. I don't know what the answer is, um, but I'm going to take the outcome. And and certainly I will say in the second half, they adjusted both the offense and the defense, I think have done a nice job adjusting in second halves in general. I just don't understand why we can't come out hot in the first half. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Um, I don't have a great answer for why we're struggling in the first half, but we are a veteran team. It was when we did the Eagles preview episode for the season, I thought they would lose this bills game because of the tough situation of having to go in Kansas city, get up for that game. That game was really a tough grinded out game. Now short week back home. It was a it was a tough spot. I guess I wasn't shocked by the slow start. Not making excuses. They should win by forty points every single game. They should be up every single moment of every single game. I, I mean, I look at this game and it's like they just win. I mean, uh, I felt supremely confident when they were down ten points they were going to win the game. Justin, how say you about our Eagles? Yeah, no, I'm. Uh... In the end, I guess I'm happy with the outcome. I, I don't disagree with Rob. The slow starts are a little uh, frustrating and and uh, certainly give you a, quite a bit of anxiety. Uh, but the resiliency is obviously there. I do like the fact, though, that we're getting challenged, you know, uh, before the playoffs come. Hopefully yeah. this, this continues, uh, at least the good play continues in the playoffs. And we know, you know, if we get down, we have the ability to come back. I will say, though, this game, I mean, missing Lane, you certainly noticed it in the big. beginning. I mean, that was huge. Um, I forget what the stat is without him. It's like, I think oh, we're without him. I think we're what, 300 uh, uh, as far as that. I think we, with him, we were uh, what we win 67 percent of the game. I don't know what it is. It's crazy. But anyways, missing him, missing Goddard. So I, I like the adjustments we're making. Uh, but yeah, I think it's something to take note of. I think also you can't let the defense off the hook. They've gotten a little bit better, but there are some concerning stats. If you start to look a little bit oh, third down deeper yeah. into them. Yeah. The third down is a big issue. Third down. Uh, yeah. Third and long specifically. I mean, we are giving up way too many third and longs. Um, you know, I, I will know say Allen's though, red, tough, yeah. red zone Go stats. Ahead. I mean, we were concerned about the red zone, you know, coming into the season, the first couple of games, but the last three games, we've been a hundred percent in the red zone on offense, yeah. which is great. And I mean, you could question how many downs is that? Because obviously you got to get to the, 
inside the 20 yard line for those to count. But the defense, though, I mean, red zone, 64% of the time, uh, the team scores a TD, unfortunately, right now. We're 28th overall. So it's um, weird. That, yeah, they, there they, are they, things to work on here at, for the team as a whole, obviously. Yeah, it's just weird. Like they, uh, they do have, the defense does have an ability to close. It's weird, especially with the defensive line. I don't have the stats in front of me, but it feels like a bunch of their pressures and sacks come late in the game in the fourth quarter on those last couple of drives. I'll throw this out there. We've Eagles 10 and one back to back years. Last year, it was a lot more of just, you know, beating up on inferior opponents, winning by margin, winning comfortably. And then they end up getting into the playoffs, win those two games fairly comfortably, and then end up getting a 10 point lead in the Super Bowl and then losing that game. It could something be said for maybe this is a better way to prepare yourself for the playoffs in the Super Bowl, where every game is a is an intense game where you have to fight and claw and, and come back. I mean, I I guess ideally you would want to win by a bunch of points, but is there a chance, Rob, this is making the team better prepared for the playoffs for a potential Super Bowl run? Is there, it, it, which is better for a team to get that confidence and show you're a, a dominant team or the other way where they have this resiliency and they're, they're doing it against good teams. Like if they were. Barely- well, no, I mean, I, I think uh, I want to be careful how I, I, I don't know. Here, honestly, I don't want to give you too much credit, but I, I don't um, know. I honestly don't know such which a better answers. No, I, I look, I do think. They're obviously gaining valuable experience in terms of not panicking, uh, you know, and gaining confidence that even if they get down a little, they know that they can do it because they have done it. So there is certainly value to that, but it's incredibly problematic to just lay an egg the first half like we did. Let's let's be honest. And how and like we have now multiple weeks. Like you can't at some point in the playoffs, it's gonna kill you. Like you can't just spot teams a half a football or spot them 10 points going into the second half because you know some of these teams are really good and and i know we beat really good teams the chiefs you know the bills you know we'll see how it goes this week with the 49ers and then we have dallas again but uh you know certainly i do think there's a confidence level and that you know they believe they're never out of the game and they can come back and win because they've done it so you know yes there's good to it but let's not act like this is a great strategy we're just preparing ourselves for the playoffs and <laughs> and you know this is oh this no is i'm not i'm not purpose. saying i'm not saying it's intentional or that yeah, I, I, I'm just saying uh, it, it's interesting to think like would you rather be that team that's blowing everyone out or I mean, there's two things that's that's different. One, the margin of victory, and two, the level of competition. I mean, we're playing a first place schedule this year. You know, we we didn't have games at Kansas City. We didn't have the Bills at home. Um, you know, so I I think the the schedule is is certainly a part of it. Like you, it's you're not gonna blow the Bills out. You're not gonna blow the Chiefs out. I I would have liked a more comfortable win for my own sanity, but uh, at the end of the day, a win's a win. I mean, Justin, what would you? Is there something to winning these close games? Like, would you rather would you rather be the 49ers and have three losses, uh, but you beat these last few teams by a considerable margin? I, I you know, I, I get, I get, I'd rather be 11 and 0 and win by 20 points every game, but unfortunately, that's not realistic. Is there is there some positives from this? Oh, obviously there's a there's a bunch of positives and and I would say yeah you don't want to be the 49ers um right now we're in the driver's seat luckily we've been able to eke it out but I, I think it's it's okay uh, and I know Philly fans can be hypersensitive and hypercritical um and sometimes to a fault but I think with the past three games we saw it is okay to analyze a little bit and say hey we we got we have these areas that can get better I mean obviously you know, we got away with some things uh, this past game. And even in the Chiefs game, they helped us out with some drops. I mean, if, uh, you know, and we went through last week, so we don't necessarily need to go through it again. But Scantling doesn't drop that pass. I mean, we we might lose that game. Granted, there's a minute and a half left on the clock. Yeah. Could end up being another Hurts comeback, but who knows? Uh, luckily, we're able to I mean, that's, it out. But that, that's how confident... Us, 
That's how confident I feel about the team. Let's get yeah. catch that ball. So Hertz can show you this guy is getting the W even when they, I, even when the bills were driving, I thought they were still going to win. I agree. I almost wish it would have happened. Uh, but the other thing too, we didn't point out, and I know Romo pointed it out, I think this uh, past Romo. game, but the, uh, the was... yardage comparison too. I mean, each game, you know, the teams have, have, uh, had over a hundred yards, you know, compared to us. So it's kind of interesting in the end, like how are we still able to win? Especially you could get away without a game, maybe two, but three in a row is kind of crazy. Yeah, I I, I get it. It's kind of crazy, but it does just come. I mean, he's 20 uh, right now. Eagles with Jalen hurts 27 and two in the last 29 games. I mean, in some ways, He's a victim of his own success, and the Eagles are because if you would have told us at the beginning of this, hey, um, you know the Eagles are going to go twenty-seven and two in in yeah in regular season starts with Jalen Hurts, uh, you you would imagine no one ha- would have anything uh, negative to say or wouldn't be taking any sort of shots, and uh, it is it is weird. Like he just doesn't. You would think uh, comeback wins against Mahomes and Josh Allen in in dramatic fashion. Um, would earn Hertz, and he is. He's he's number one now in the MVP odds. But you think it would earn him a little more national credit? Instead, it's like, oh, they're so lucky. Oh, the refs helped them out. Uh, meanwhile, the Josh Allen flop was egregious, and I have <laughs> gone back and forth with everyone on on Twitter who's a Bills fan about the horse collar. I'm staying with my stance that it wasn't a horse collar, and fine, I, it wasn't intentional grounding either. Let him play. Um, but Bromo was unlistenable. I had to put on Merrill Reese for the second half, and it was it was great. I mean, him calling the game winning run of Jalen Hurts into the end zone, it was uh, it was just amazing. But Rob, are you are you worried we're getting spoiled, or some of us are getting spoiled as Eagles fans? No, I mean I don't. I mean maybe I I don't consider myself spoiled. I know you guys think that I'm the most negative, but you know just because you're you, you you know you're you like the outcome doesn't mean there's no flaws and and we've all just talked about them so look i i don't expect us to be perfect but it just seems like there's a trend and it's going multiple weeks and we need to figure it out and just to add on what justin said not only did we lose the yard battle but we also um you know lost the turnover battle again so we keep also spotting teams turnovers, which isn't good long-term. So that's still something that we need to clean up and and we haven't. And I know, you know, it was a little bit of a sloppy game with the rain and and whatever, but still, you know, you, you can't have two turnovers or more every game. Uh, our, Justin, what kind of text do you think we're going to get if the Eagles are down 10 to Brock Purdy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've Rob's definitely going to fire Brian Johnson again. Oh yeah. Uh, Brian Johnson. Oh, right. Rob's on his sixth offensive coordinator this season. (laughs) Third defensive coordinator. He's like, uh, you you think David Tepper's bad. You should see Rob in the text thread. Just uh, pretty easy on Desai, honestly. (laughs) Speaking of uh, firings though. And I mean, I Rob's called for him to be fired and, and I have too. Michael Clay. I mean, Wow, has there ever been such a turnaround on special teams? I mean, Cuffy has the most punt return yards now, and we even were talking about possibly getting Devin Allen in there early in the season. And, I mean, he has the fourth-highest average, too, of returners. Um, Jake fucking Elliott, man. Oh, my God. That guy. Oh, my God. Well, I, we, I feel like we need to do a whole podcast on him and that kick and how amazing it was. Does, uh, does ESPN still have, like, that real science? Because I want to know everything about that kick and how I was able to make it. <laughs> it is crazy. I mean, 59 yards and it was trailing right. Uh, I was watching it on a giant screen. And even I, you know, my eyes are are kind of, uh, you know, not horrible. And I thought they missed it. Um, but I saw the crowd going nuts. I'm like, oh, I must have hit it. Because I, I really thought that uh, the kick was going to be missed. It was a weird trajectory, yeah. right? It was like kind of like curved right and it was low it was just but it went in so who cares yes yeah, nuts and we had the blocked field goal too carter came around blocked that field goal earlier so jesus what a game what a game what a game indeed 
Um, all right. What else? We got a bunch of other good nuggets here to get to. Uh, well, yeah, we can talk about the, uh, I mean, the QB draw. Some of us were skeptical of the QB draws and effective play, uh, and how often we should be running it. But I mean, they <laughs> did walk off the game with the QB draw, Rob, you are in charge of Brian Johnson. Would you eliminate the QB draw? Oh, I'm not eliminating it, but it's when you call it like, you know, that worked there. It was a good play call and it obviously worked and and it really worked because Kelsey made a hell of a block. Um, So, you know, kudos to him, actually. And he redeemed himself for those false starts. Yeah. What the hell is going on there? No, earlier in the game. (laughs) But, you know, it's just the timing of them and they're slow to develop and they're up the middle. It'll be like second and 15 and we're running it then we're third and long and we run it again it's like i i don't know i i just think they need to mix it in better at better times um and and i do think we've been running it too much and i don't know you know we've talked about this i think i don't know if hertz is checking into some of those if that's really the play call or not you know we'll probably never know but i i just think you know, it just hasn't worked that well overall, but it does work in moments. So it's hard to say, get rid of it. I, I certainly don't think we should get rid of it. Uh, Yeah, I, I agree. Don't get rid of it. But uh, I, I guess on the positive side, I mean, how do you, th- where do you think uh, Hertz's knee is at? Because I, it actually, he did, was doing a high step there for a little bit. He's not maybe as explosive as a runner, but I do feel like his knee has has got to be feeling a little bit better. I mean, one, the number of design runs they're calling, um, and two, like he does look like he's got some of his burst back. Am I crazy? No, I don't disagree. It must be feeling better because he's, you know, even that game with the RPO situation, there were a few times where it's like, just hand the ball off to Swift. Like, and he was just keeping it and running it, and you assume – you know, if 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 they're calling the RPOs and he's willing to run it sometimes when probably shouldn't even be in some place, that uh, he's got to be feeling better, right? I I I feel like he still doesn't look a hundred percent when you watch him run. Um, he's also is deceivingly fast. I feel like he always shows up slower on TV than he actually is in real life. Yeah, no, it is weird. Like his. His running is more successful than you would think. Like I test as far as he doesn't look like, whereas, whereas a guy like Michael Vick looks so freaking fast. Even last year when Hertz was running the ball better, I would say he didn't, he's never looked super fast. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just he ran like, around a, a corner this past game and I was like, oh man, he's going to get tackled. And like he was able to get a little bit more up the sideline and out of balance before the guy even got to him. I was surprised. And he had a couple of jukes that were uh, pretty sweet, I thought, as well. Uh, one more nugget to get to, and then we'll talk about kick it around the league and get to the preview of 49ers. A.J. Brown, are we are we worried at all uh, that he – I mean, he was having an insane year and then past couple of games, maybe a little bit slow, although he still did have a touchdown, but he was on a torrid pace before these last two games. What's your take, Rob? Is it as simple as – they're just, you know, moving coverage to him. I mean, he had five catches for 37 yards. No, you know, I don't buy that. Um, I'm not a believer in that. I think if you truly have an all-star player like him, that you got to find him ways, find ways to get him the ball and that he's good enough, even if, if they're putting coverage on him. You know, we still have two receivers, right? Like, yeah. you know, and Goddard when he's in. So, it's not like they can just ignore the other receiver and and blanket AJ Brown. So if you mix it around, and I just think there hasn't been a great scheme of our of our passing game, especially in the first half, to get the ball to AJ, to get the ball to Devontae. I know, you know, Devontae's had a couple decent games here in a row, around 100 yards, I think. But um, that's been part of my problem with the offense in the first half. Like, scheme these guys open. Get them across the middle. I mean, how do you guard A.J. Brown on the slants? Like, we're just not – we're not doing it enough, and I don't understand why. I mean, he was unguardable to start the season, and now all of a sudden he's just, like, getting taken out of the game, and it makes no sense. And honestly, even with with how Swift is playing, he's been great, but I just – it hasn't felt like there's been a – enough cohesion in the running game and commitment to it. Like we're sprinkling it in, it's working. Then we get away from it for a while. Then it works again. And I just felt overall, and obviously it's hard to, we cannot 
complain about the wins, but I, it just seemed like last year with Steichen, the offense had a much better flow and a much better rhythm. And this year it's just more disjointed. Yeah. I mean, they did, I, you know, the game before they really didn't get the ball to him. The, this game, they did at least target him nine times and he had a couple ones that were in his hands and then got knocked out. that were close to fumbles. Although I know Tony Romo was rooting for it to be called a fumble uh, <laughs> there. I, I mean, it's like, come on, dude, at least try to be uh, unbiased as an announcer, Justin, AJ Brown stat wise. I mean, he did have a touchdown and five catches, so not like a complete bus, but not what he was doing earlier in the year. His two past games have been slower. Those have been the two games with Dallas Goddard being out. Do you think there's something to maybe they're maybe they're rolling a little bit of coverage over towards AJ Brown or something with the fact that Goddard not being out on the field is opening things up for Devonta Smith, but maybe closing them off for AJ Brown? Do you think there's something to that? I think it's a little bit of both, actually. Uh, I, I think you know you cannot deny that he's our best receiver, so therefore. Um, you know, defenses are obviously going to try and get help towards his side of the field. Wherever he's at, they're going to be identifying him. And then, you know, Goddard's a big weapon for us, especially, you know, with a, a guy like AJ out there. It's going to open up a bunch of stuff for us. Um, unfortunately, he's not in there. And uh, no disrespect to Stoll, but <laughs> yeah, he made he had one great play last, last game uh, with that catch. But yeah, yeah, I think the other thing, too, is there it seems at least to me that they're trying to take away everything in the middle of the field as well. So it sucks because that really does take away some of those slant plays where uh, AJ seems to thrive, where he can get some extra yardage as well too. As you said, he had five receptions, but it was only for 37 yards. So he doesn't seem to be getting the yak that he was a little bit earlier. And we haven't really been passing those deep balls to him. Maybe some of that's also due to the weather. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, both games have been shitty weather too, and and Hertz did get one deep to Devonta, um, but yeah, I mean, in general, it's I I think the weather does make it a little bit more difficult there on the deep ball. All right, kicking it around the league. First off, the Lions lose. Uh, that's pretty awesome. We got a two game lead uh, for the uh, number one seed, which is nice. But again, we do have. Um, uh, you know, we do have the 49ers and the Cowboys. Some would say those are tough games. Uh, that's yet to be determined. And then we have Seattle and then Giants, Cards, Giants. So six like six games left. I still think if we go 14 and three, uh, we we lock up the number one seed. But I, I mean, I hope in in I I certainly hope like if we didn't empty the tank in these Bills and. Chiefs games because the 49ers and Cowboys games obviously are are kind of more important uh, for the playoff seeding. Uh, Justin, da- uh, Danny slash Tommy DeVito outplaying Danny Dimes. What what do the Giants do at quarterback? And now and now they're winning games, so they might be losing out on the on the top seeded quarterback. This is really a dream scenario for Giants haters. Yeah, it really is great. I mean, I, I don't know what they do at quarterback. I can tell you whatever they decide to do, though, is probably going to be the wrong thing, which is amazing. <laughs> uh, DeVito, though, keep playing, buddy. I love it. I love uh, he's instilling some hope in fans. Uh, and then Giants are going to have to figure out what the heck they need to do with Dimes because he's got another year on that contract, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's uh... – oh, okay. And he's not going to be your pick for the start of the season. So I, I don't know yeah. what they're going to do with Danny. That's yeah, that's true. It won't be ready for the start of the season. But, yeah, I, I like DeVito. Get him in there. Maybe they'll even draft a guy high, and then they can have a little QB controversy. Do they go with hot hand DeVito, or do they go with the young guy who they bring in? I mean, uh, I, would, I just like it. I love it. I would say this. I mean, I watch a lot of these Giants games. I thought DeVito actually had – a couple of nice throws. Now he has horrific turnovers. He has plenty of moments where he doesn't look like an NFL starter, but he, he actually did make a couple high level throws. So, I mean, certainly he's looked better than Danny dives. Uh, I, I can't, I can't wrap my head around it. Rob, what about the Cowboys? They're, they're of course getting some national attention, blowout win against the commanders. I think I actually think the Seahawks game could be sneaky for them because they might be looking ahead to the game against us, but Cowboys got six games left. If you had to guess, Rob, what do you think their final record is? 
Ooh, who do they play? Who do they, they play? The Seahawks. They play the Bills. Don't do they play the Chiefs too? So they play the Seahawks. They play us. Bills at Dolphins. Lions at home at Commanders. So yeah, you know, I mean, I think they're losing at least two of those games. Yeah. So I, I, mean, I think they could lose three. Honestly, I, I think what's key for us, and obviously, I want to win every game. But if we can come through the next two games, you know, w- winning at least one. Um, you know, we're in a really good position down the stretch then. Um, obviously, we play the Giants twice, um, you know, so the Seahawks, you can't overlook them, but I do think we're a better team. So I, I think that's the key. I, I honestly think the 49ers, I'm not sure what their record is down the stretch, um, you know, are, are probably our biggest threat. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it does seem like it's going to be the 49ers, but luckily um... – you know, but before, actually, before we go there, just to to touch upon the Cowboys, I, I sent this in the text today. But uh, they asked Jerry Jones about the Eagles <laughs> continuing to win close games, right. and he, he apparently responded something like, "What have I done to deserve this? Why can't that ball bounce the right way? All those things go through your mind." <laughs> well, I mean, I if, you, if you if you look at uh, Jerry Jones, uh, read some of the allegations against him. Uh, there's certainly a some photos out there of Jerry Jones. So what have I done to deserve this? I don't know if you dug deep in Jerry Jones, you might find some things he, he, he did. That I don't possibly- know. I wonder what his uh, illegitimate daughter thought of that when she heard it. <laughs> but now, now they are suing because uh, they allege that the, um, the uh, Jerry Jones was working with an ESPN reporter to help discredit her. Uh, there of course was that photo of him uh, with uh, what was it? Like one of the integration issues in Texas years ago. And he was standing on literally the wrong side of history there. That uh, photo became public. So <laughs> Jerry Jones, if you did some digging, you might be able to find a little dirt. Uh, Justin, what, what do you think uh Cowboys final record would be here? Six games left. They're um, eight and three right now. I believe. Yeah. They're eight and three. I, I think they lose. I'm with Rob. I think they lose at least two of those. So I don't think they end up getting any better than what? 12 and five. Um, maybe even end up 11 and six. Uh, cause I, they're going to lose one, the other one to us. I think they lose to the Bills, actually, and I could see them losing to the Lions as well. Bills fans need that. Uh, they've they've been really sad. They're really bummed out about Josh Allen. Really mad about the refs, <laughs> even though I said, yeah. "Yeah, Josh Allen, good quarterback." Jalen Hurts better. That enraged uh, Bills fans. I said, uh, "You really want to piss Bills fans off?" Say. Uh, Josh Allen missed that throw to Gabe Davis. They really hate that. Oh, what's he supposed <laughs> to do? Control. Some guy said, I guess, I guess Josh Allen's joystick was stuck and he told Gabe Davis to wrong the run route. But our defense gets no credit for pressuring Josh Allen. Like if he had an extra second to see Gabe Davis cutting the other way, he would have stayed in the pocket and maybe completed that pass. He rushed it. He kind of guessed with the way Gabe Davis was going to cut. Uh, Gabe Davis probably cut the wrong way, but still like the defense should get some credit for for pressuring him. I, I love in this in this world it was like all completely fortunate bounces went the Eagles way. Like we lost a fumble, we had that bullshit roughing the passer call. Like we had plenty of things uh go against us in this game and yet it was like, "Oh, you guys are so lucky." So lucky, so lucky. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the 49ers games. Uh San Francisco 49ers coming into Philadelphia where right now over on sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet rivers. Uh I am seeing, and this does not some may see the, some some may think of this uh sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet rivers. I may have just said uh rivers. Uh if I did, that just takes you to a photo of Philip Rivers. Uh that's not what you're looking for. But um uh Bet Rivers <laughs> They're showing the line at uh, Eagles as a three-point home dog. Yeah, obviously, I follow gambling pretty closely. It is my job. It is my passion. But uh, I cannot. Why are they? Why are they trying to insult us? Why are they trying to disrespect us with this three-point underdog uh, line? I mean, I'll, Justin, should we break out the underdog mask for this game? 
Uh, sure. I'm all about underdog mass here. I think it's we super fun. We, yeah, it's bulletin board material too for Sirianni. Um, if there's any coach that can motivate guys, it's certainly him. He's definitely going to use this to his advantage as well. Uh, I love it. I'd rather be underdogs against them. Uh, puts a little chip on our shoulder, and I think we come out swinging against them. I I don't understand it. Also, I don't I don't understand. Like I understand. I get that, you know, their offense is pretty explosive. They got key players there, you know. Uh, our defense, maybe you could question how good they really are, uh, especially when you look at, like, the the stats. Uh, you look past the wins. But even with that said, I mean, we're at home. And yeah. they're going to they're gonna put that much faith in Purdy to be able to win against us? I don't see it. No, and, and so – you know, back in the day, home field advantage was always worth three points, right? You would immediately give the home team three points. Now we've seen maybe home field isn't worth quite three points, but I mean, Lincoln financial field is definitely a home field advantage uh, dependent on who's grading it. I mean, it's at least one and a half, two points. So that means on a completely neutral field, the 49ers are five, uh, you know, five to five and a half point better than the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, I get they're come. They have the extra rest uh, from the Thursday game. They're a little bit more healthy than us. But Rob, I mean, we should be personally insulted by this line, right? Yeah, no, definitely. I think we should be. Um, I love it. At the same time, I, I like the underdog uh, going into this game. And you know, if you asked me before the season which game on the schedule do you want to win the most, it would have been this one because. We all know after the playoffs last year how we just had to hear that it was oh. like you know a fake win basically because Purdy got knocked out and um, you know the kicker was else. talking trash. I mean it was it was ridiculous. Um, so I mean this is the one game that I hope they get you know ready to go. I know Debo made comments that you know about Bradbury, um, so hopefully he'll be fired up. Um, you know. Uh, it, it is insulting at home. Um, it looks like the weather could be not great again. So I just hope they go out and take care of business because this is the one game that I really, really want them to win. Yeah. No, it, it, I mean, yeah. Uh, they, they, the good thing is, um, I was going to say, even if we lose, but I'm not even going to factor that into possible scenarios. Like it, it just so much trash talking, even, uh, <laughs> This was Robbie Gould, the 49ers kicker, who got let go, and they drafted this other guy in the third round who's not really that great of a kicker, and look for him to miss some important kicks in the weather in Philly this weekend. Uh, This was Robbie Gould, quote, I think from experience and talent, I like Kansas City over Philadelphia. Not taking anything away from Philly. I think they're a good football team. You know, um, uh, quote, they haven't really had to play in the playoffs a full game, right? So, you get in a game where they're down. Obviously, if Kansas City gets up early, blah, blah, blah. Um, this is the really insulting quote. But if you make Jalen Hurts play quarterback, you're going to have a pretty solid day on defense. Who are you to say that, Robbie Gould? And he's, 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 he's leading the league in MVP. Like, what are you talking about? If you can make him play quarterback, you know, that you don't think he's better than Brock Purdy. I mean, what big game has Brock Purdy won, Justin? Uh, none that I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, he could have won the biggest game of his career against us, but unfortunately, he opted that out. didn't happen. Yeah, he opted out. Also, I, I have a question for you guys because I was looking at the injury report. We have 12 guys on our injury report. They only have five. So does that mean if we do happen to lose this game, we can uh, complain yeah. and say, you oh, know, no, if, if we were at full health, we could win, you yeah. know, like, come on. That's a great. I, I gotta start. Uh, I gotta start tweeting that out. That this game doesn't count if we lose. It only counts if we win because we have we have more of the injured players. Like, come on. Uh, the the 49ers fans are just so comically annoying. I I really gotta uh, gotta troll them in in the Reddit. And you know we've been the kings of, of the comeback, but in this game. I think you could make a case more important than any to get ahead because there's this great stat. Kyle Shanahan, one in 31, went down three-plus points entering the fourth quarter. So they're very much a team uh, that needs to get up get up, and and kind of maintain a lead there. Rob, what do we well, – he, he also has a little bit of a history of giving up a lead as well. 
Um, yeah, exactly. 28 to three. Oh my God. Imagine, imagine if the Eagles get down 25 points. Oh, it would be, and end up winning. it would be electric. Oh, and uh, the, the, I, I am on the 49er subreddit, of course, classic Eagles fan celebrating player injuries. Uh, this is from uh, Philly Philly Entertainment tweeted out just in case a 49er said something chicken wing Purdy number seven go birds um, and it's a uh, it's Hassan Reddick sacking um, Brock Purdy I, I would say he's celebrating the incomplete pass and not the injury but you know uh, what are you gonna do I, I I I am not worried about this 49ers team. Justin, what do we what do we got to do offensively? Or actually, let, yeah, sorry. Before we get to that, we should talk injury report. Does seem like Lane is gonna go. There's even a chance Dallas Goddard will play. Do you want to see Goddard out there on Sunday? I do. I mean, yes. Look, as uh, long as he's cleared, um, and and I'm gonna rely on the doctors. Clearly, we don't want to risk injuring him worse. So if that's if that's a possibility or a real possibility, you you don't. You hold him off, obviously. But if the doctors give him the go and he's fine, then yeah, look, we're a better team with him. It makes our offense better. He's a better blocker. He's more dynamic in the passing game. So absolutely, I want him out here if he can be effective. I don't know. I I, I mean, obviously, I'm not a doctor. I feel like sometimes they rush these guys uh, a la Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, so... I. Yes, I want us to win. Uh, I want us to beat San Francisco badly. That being said, if there's any type of chance where it could, um, you know, prolong his injury in any way, I would say hold him out. It does seem like what it's only been three weeks. Seems a little bit rushed. But yeah, I, I guess I'm with Rob. If the doctors say, hey, there's no way of risking, you know, anything worse, uh, and he's willing to go for it, why not? Yeah, I mean, I I think from what I've read, um, you can play with like a brace on. Uh, you know, we'll see. I I only want him out there if he can, if the brace that he's going to be wearing doesn't impact his ability to catch the football. Because I do think they were doing, or at least there's some interesting stuff with Zacchaeus out there, um, Julio Jones, who you know, kind of a a good player near the red zone. They have some interesting stuff um, that we could see them uh, trotting out. All right. Uh, Eagles injury report, nothing. I mean, really, it's kind of Goddard uh, playing or not. Uh, what What do you think about no? I'm kind of guessing that um, Fletcher Cox isn't going to play. What do you think about, uh, I'll pull it up uh, just to double check, but yeah, Goddard, DNP. But again, he never went on IR. Uh, Justin Evans, Zach Cunningham, both out. So Fletcher Cox, DNP with the groin and Calcaterra with the ankle. I mean, Fletcher Cox, do we need Fletcher Cox? I, I would say, honestly, Milton Williams playing, uh, who's in the concussion protocol, to me, and maybe I sound crazy, but Milton Williams playing, I think, is almost a bigger deal than Fletcher Cox just because of his skill set. Am I crazy, Rob? No, I don't disagree with that. I mean, look, we got Jalen Carter and, and shout out. We we didn't even touch upon that field goal block from last week. Oh, I mean, yeah. He just continues to make plays. Him and Jordan. Um, and Jordan Davis. I think Jordan Davis played over 60 snaps, which for him is, is you know, a lot. So, he, you know, Dude, that run by Jordan Davis him. after Allen. How huge. about it? People are talking about that. I mean, he, he was uh, – it's unbelievable he can move that fast for how big he is. So – I mean, look, I'd like to have Cox, but I think if there's one position that we could probably survive, uh, you know, it's probably D tackle. Taking a quick break to talk about Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers available in uh, over 14 states plus Ontario, Canada. Right now, they got the Philadelphia Eagles listed as three point home dogs against the San Francisco 49ers. Can you believe it? I can't. That's, I mean, what are we talking about, people? You're giving the Philadelphia Eagles three points? Bet Rivers is, and uh, they are plus 128 on the money line. Really good price if you're uh, shopping around. And uh, if you're looking to get down, uh, why not use a risk-free bet? That's right. New customers, if they sign up over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Rivers. Get up to a $500 risk-free bet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet. Rivers, problem gambling, call 
gambler. And of course, we're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Love Hall of Fame Bets. Great for breaking down all your same game parlays. Uh, Great for player props as well. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. Yeah, I mean, luckily we have a bunch of depth and Jordan Davis and uh, and Jalen Carter played a ton of snaps. But yeah, were were you about to mention that play where he... uh, he ran him. Uh, who's it? Oh, he's running down um, Josh Allen. Allen, and then he like did a belly flop, and he was yeah, like, kind of took himself out of the game. I don't know if he, uh, I don't know if he was out of gas or whatever. Uh, but well, that's where the hamstring might have happened too, right? Because he was limited today. Yeah. Although, let let me see. You said Jalen Carter or Jordan Davis was limited. Yeah, he had limited practice today in the injury report. Yeah, I don't know. I mean. It, I feel like I feel like those guys are going to play, but Milton. I think he is too. I agree, but yeah, just pointing it out. Yeah, but um, yeah, AJ Brown thigh. That one seems like he's been working through that. Jordan Davis hamstring, like you just mentioned. Lane Johnson groin. He says he's going to be playing. Julio Jones, Devonta Smith knee. That doesn't seem to be a big deal. Uh, DeAndre Swift popped up here on the injury report with an ankle injury. Are we worried about uh, DeAndre Swift? I mean, I, I the couple steps they put Boston Scott in, I thought he's looked good. I maybe I'm crazy, but I wouldn't mind seeing slightly more Boston Scott. Yeah, I don't mind. He hasn't looked. He had a drop pass last game, which was unfortunate. But other than that, I think he's he's played relatively well overall. Um, yeah, I'm not against seeing a little more Boston, a little shifty guy. Yeah, he had a nice touchdown against them uh, in the NFC Championship game, if I'm not uh, mistaken. They're probably just saving him for the Giants, just trying to keep him fresh. <laughs> yeah, two games. Yeah, come on. He's going to, I mean, he might be a fun uh, guy to add on your fantasy team now if you're in the fantasy uh, playoffs. Rob, Rob, taking one for the team by not starting Josh Allen. Rob, did you still win your fantasy matchup even without Josh I, Allen? No, I did not. I lost oh, wow. because of that. And I would really? have won because I lost by like a couple points. So uh, my oh. other QB is Tua, and he did not have such a great game. So um, you can thank me now. I, I did the right thing. I didn't want to have conflicting emotions uh, in terms of, you know, at, Hoping Josh Allen gets a bunch of points, but still loses. Uh, I didn't even. Oh, that's him. that's and that's what ended up happening. Uh, unfortunately for you, Rob, there, but you were on the right side of history. You don't want to. You don't want to be messing around, starting some Buffalo Bills. Okay, let's get to it. Keys to the game. What What do we want to see defensively, Justin? What do we got to see to shut down Brock Turdy? I mean, I think you got to. I know Shanahan's going to try and have Turdy get the ball out quick, uh, but I think obviously. You got to get the pressure on him, rattle him. I think we were talking last year going into the NFC Championship game. It seemed like he had issues rolling, I think, to the right, if I remember correctly. Whichever way he rolls, I mean, obviously you want him to to shift, to uh, roll him out the way he feels uh, most uncomfortable. Uh, I think that's obviously key is trying to get him also to take some chances. He does a really good job of game managing. I'm not going to give him any more credit than that. Uh but maybe, you know, if he if he could get him to, you know, maybe try to make a mistake on some deep balls, that'd be nice because he loves to check down from what I've seen or, you know, take what's obviously being given to him. So just get that pressure on him. Make him make mistakes. Get that pressure on him. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just going to say it. Uh, I, I think the guy we really – well, hmm. Yeah, there's a number of guys you got to be worried about. I would say Kittle and I think Kittle is going to be a, a guy we really can't let it because uh, we've had we've had struggles with the tight end before. So I think Reed being able to slow down Kittle, I think, would be huge. And then the linebackers tackling well. We can't have sloppy tackling in this game. Even if the weather's sloppy, we can't be sloppy. Rob, what do you, what do we got to see out of the Eagles defensively? Actually, you know. I kind of think they have to shut down Debo. Um, 
one because he's going to be the loudest you know loudest person if they win but also uh, I, I just think like he gives them so much flexibility on offense in terms of you know you have Christian McCaffrey obviously he's a weapon um hopefully our run defense can kind of keep him contained a bit but you can't let him get to the second level either but if you can kind of take Debo out of it you, you can focus on you know the line can focus on Christian McCaffrey a little more so um, you know, those two obviously are the two tough ones that you're always going to have to keep your eye on. Um, but I think if if you can take Debo away, it maybe makes them a little more one-dimensional with Christian McCaffrey, which may make it easier to kind of contain him. By the way, uh, how great would it be to uh, end Christian McCaffrey's touchdown streak? Oh, yes. That would just no, wait, didn't it top. end already? Yeah, it already Oh, ended. did it? Did I miss it? Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> Sorry, Christian McCaffrey, not making uh, Justin's radar. Fuck you. Uh, as far as getting personal, <laughs> we did uh, we did last year before um, he came into the uh, in the link uh, for the NFC Conference Championship name. We did uh, dub the nickname Brock Hard Purdy uh, for Brock Purdy and put out some Brock Hard Purdy T-shirts in our merch store. Those merch store, those Brock Hard Purdy shirts, I have been removed. Uh, they have, they've been taken out of the merch store much, much like, you know, when they stopped playing uh Taylor Swift's music, uh, on the Philly radio stations, you cannot purchase your Brockhard Purdy shirt this week at the SGPN merch store. I know Justin, you were asking, uh, some gifts for the kids for the holidays, but, uh, just so you oh, know, yeah. big one, no, big one, no Brockhard Purdy shirts for you or your loved ones this week. Uh, what about offense for me? Offense. Uh, we could say turnovers, but that one is too easy. I would say, um, I would say getting, well, the, two things. If Goddard's there, he's got to be, we got to get him going and, and make sure they cover Goddard. Cause I do think he opens stuff up. If not Goddard getting that third or fourth receiver going, whether it's Zacchaeus or uh, Julio Jones, I think is, is key to opening stuff up. Um, because I'm confident AJ can get his and Devonta, but I think getting that third or fourth guy going a little early, give him some confidence, I think would be big. Justin, offensively, what do we got to see out of the team? Uh, you know, I'd like to see a better mix of the run game this game. Um, you know, I know there. I think uh, Niners are decent here against Rush, but um, I, I think we got to test them though too. Uh, from what I've seen, I don't think. Uh, teams have tested them enough of the rush game. Um, I would like to see a little bit more dose of Swift and be able to, you know, get a, uh, get some yards against them. Yeah, DeAndre Swift, hopefully he's 100% because he's had some good games. Uh, Rob, how say you? What do we want to, uh, what do we want to see from the Eagles offense? I want to see A.J. Brown okay. involved early and often. Um you know, we need both our wide receivers involved because I just think it's going to open everything up. And whether they do that by starting with the run to open the pass or come out throwing to, you know, get the run going, I don't really care. But um, I want to see A.J. Brown have over 100 yards this game. It, it's been two weeks of not enough touches, not enough yards. Um, let's get him back uh, to his elite status this week against the 49ers. Um you know, the other thing I think we need to see, and, and we saw it last year in the playoffs, is we need Lane. Um, you know, last year he really shut down Bosa in the playoffs, um, and he was playing with the groin issue, you know, last year too. So it's it's going to be huge to have him back this year because they do have pass rushers. Obviously, they have Bosa, they have Chase Young, um, you know, so they have some good players on that line. So our line's going to need to come to play this week. Agreed. Um, all right, let's get to our prize fix segment. Of course, head over to uh prizefix.com slash SGP and get the hundred percent deposit match up to one hundred dollars. You can win 25x your money simply by going more or less on your favorite fantasy football projections. All right, we got some Eagles uh projections up here right now uh to make some picks. I I'll start. We gotta pick three. I mean Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown is just it is just a bucket. He always gets one. Sometimes he gets two. Age uh, Jalen Hurts more a half rushing touchdown. Rob, I'll let you go next. Uh, what are you adding towards our entry here? We got Hurts. Um, 
We already did Hertz rushing touchdowns. We got Hertz rushing yards, Smith receiving yards, AJ Brown receiving yards. Those are the only ones I see right now because DeAndre. What first, is Smith? Um, he is. Let me confirm here, but I think he's fifty-seven and a half. Uh, I'll take the yards. over on that. All right, let's go more fifty-seven and a half receiving yards. Justin, we're going to need one entry from another team. Uh, I'm pulling up the 49ers, some interesting losers over here. Uh, maybe we have Brock Purdy. Uh, you could go higher interceptions. You could go lower Christian McCaffrey rush yards. Um, That's what I want. Uh, what's rush yards for McCaffrey? 72 and a half. I'm going under. Yeah, go lower, two and a half. Christian McCaffrey uh, receiving yards higher. Uh, Devonta Smith, 57 and a half receiving yards. And Jalen Hurts, higher, uh, a half rushing touchdown. Of course, go to prizepicks.com slash SGPN. 100% deposit match up to $100. Gentlemen, now is the time. Uh, and I feel like I've been on a pretty good run here of almost picking the exact score of some of these games. I'll have to go back and check. Uh, Rob, I'll let you go first. Most valuable Eagle and final score predictions. I am going to say most valuable Eagle will be, it's got to be Jalen Hurts, right? I mean, if we're going to win this kind of big game, he needs to have the big game, uh, running, passing. Uh, so it all is going to flow through him. And I'm going to say we are going to win this game. It might be a little ugly at times. Um, but I'm going to say 31 to 28 uh, Eagles. 31 to 28 Philadelphia Eagles get the win as home underdogs. Still don't understand that. You can get the, uh, if you go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com, so bet rivers, you can get a, a risk-free bet up to $500. Uh, maybe you want to get down on Eagles money line at plus 130 here. Justin, how say you final score? MVE, aka most valuable eagle. Okay. I, I like Rob's is hurts. I'm going to go the other way, though, in this case. I'm going to say it's Son Reddick, um, whether he actually gets it or not, but I could see him doing some more damage to Purdy. Who knows what happens this game? Uh, so I'm going to say Reddick. I like our defensive line here. And then uh, my, my score is actually real close to Rob's here, but I have it even closer. I said 30 to 29. Predicted a one-point victory as if we haven't stressed enough about these games. You know what? I'm going to completely zag. I think uh, we (laughs) win, and I think we win by a decent margin. This is going to be a no-sweat winner. Philadelphia Eagles 31, San Francisco 40 Winers 17. Your most valuable Eagle is Reed Blankenship. Reed Blankenship creates. He creates a turnover that changes the game. And helps the Eagles fly to victory. Thank you, everyone, as always, for tuning in to the Die Hard Eagles podcast. Smash that subscribe button. Follow us on X at Die Hard Eagles 52. For Rob, for Justin, I'm Sean, second the money green. Go birds! Go birds! Go birds!